Yo, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. I thought I was Augie. No, I guess I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys with bellies full of brownies, talk about movies, TV, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. In episode 36, we'll discuss Anne Rice, The Matrix 4, and the opening of Shanghai Disney and Universal City Walk. Do any of you believe in urban legends? The 1998 movie had us thinking. Hmm. Riz will let you know about the DVDs and music that are available now, and we'll play Six Degrees of Separation, which is Macaulay Culkin and Linda Cardellini, and stay tuned for our Fact of the Week. Yeah, you guys at home, try to figure out that Six Degrees of Separation. I did it within five seconds. (laughs) I'm proud of myself today. Uh, But first, quick news. All right, so we have some great news for the anticipated movie of Matrix 4. It is set to resume filming in Berlin. Right before the outbreak back in February, uh, they were filming in San Francisco. Awesome. Uh, we covered that in a previous episode where they did some damage to some uh, property. I, I'm excited about this. Uh the you know the I I just found out myself that Jada Pinkett Smith will be returning as well. She played yeah. uh, oh damn I can't remember the character's name, but she was in uh, both Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. Uh, so she'll be returning along with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. The new cast includes Priyanka Chopra, Jessica Henwick, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Brian J Smith, and Andrew Caldwell. I can't uh, I'm not even gonna attempt to read those other names because I can't pronounce them. It's okay. It's expected to continue production in July. Warner Brother has yet to announce other movies that they have, including The Batman and Fantastic Beast. Both are being filmed in the UK. And as of right now, uh, there's no uh, plan to open UK filming industry in the near future, in the next month, I would say. All right, waiting patiently. Uh, we recently uh, rewatched The Matrix, which which I love, and eventually we're gonna sit down and rewatch uh, the second two, which mm-hmm. I don't love, but they're all right. Um, Did you like the animated? Um, the Animatrix? Yeah. No. No, I didn't. I, I don't honestly, it. it was just very graphic. Uh, I, and I wasn't really into anime, so I didn't know what I was getting into. So a lot of blood. <laughs> okay. Um, I like the Trinity one. Yeah, because it was like different. Yeah. Uh, different small stories. Yeah, animated stories. It's I, been a while since I've watched. I don't I remember, it on DVD but somewhere. It's. I heard also that uh, the Wachowski. Excuse that yellow motorcycle that passed by but i heard uh the wachowski is also starring in the fourth movie Um, oh she'll be she'll be in it herself yeah and that's lana uh her sister is not gonna be uh, co-directing this correct i was reading that when i was uh writing the script uh i'm super stoked to watch this and uh seeing mostly carrie ann moss back as trinity uh, it's it's amazing like uh she, I, I, I knew her from a few things before she was cast in the Matrix, and I was thrilled to see her get such like such the recognition that mm-hmm. she deserved. Um, and it launched her her career basically. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, what was that movie that sh- or that show that we were watching that she was in? Oh, uh, Jessica Jones. Yes, that she played her boss. Yeah. Okay. And we we never really. That's another. Add that show. to the list of shows that we started and never finished. My fault. <clears throat> My fault. My fault. Completely. Uh, let's carry on. <laughs> Amazon buying AMC theater chain. Um, there were some rumors, uh, according to sources from the Daily Mail in the UK, that it has suggested that Amazon is interested in buying the theater chain. Uh, what do you think about that? I don't know. I think... That's a we're we're in strange times and things are about to get stranger. Uh, I I have a feeling they're gonna be releasing movies. Um, like if Amazon gets this deal, I mean I I, I want to say Netflix will end up having movie theaters as well eventually. But yeah. they'll be releasing shit in theaters and then offering them like the same day for twenty five dollars exclusively on Amazon on Amazon Prime. Yeah, uh, which I it's a monopoly. Know. It's going to be a monopoly. Uh, we have yet to watch Scoob, which the last trailer that we watched, I honestly wasn't that impressed with. Something about them being... It completely halted you? Because you're well, really enthused to watch this movie be, since... Because the original... I mean, my wallpaper is you <laughs> <laughs> with Scooby-Doo uh, Marquee at the theater. The original trailer showed like, like it was going to be like a flashback type thing where he... Um, where, you know, they introduce Shaggy to Scooby or, or how, how, you know, Scooby becomes, uh, reunited or or part of Shaggy's world or adopted by Shaggy or whatever. And how he chose his name. And I thought it was cute, but in the last trailer that I saw, they were being abducted by possible aliens and there's the, the, Hmm. The bird guy and the girl who I don't oh, yeah. recognize, and Astro Dog who I do recognize, but I don't remember. Like, I recognize him, but I don't remember him specifically. Uh, I don't, I don't want to pay $25 for it. Maybe if it goes down to, like, 10 or it's just on, like, Netflix or Amazon Prime. But at this point, I'm not, I'm not paying that much money for it. If you guys are scratching your head on why uh, it's coming from the Daily Mail in the U.K., uh, the reason why is because AMC Theater owns Odeon Cinema in the UK, and both companies won't comment on the rumors, uh, but my theory is they're probably waiting to see how theaters do once they open in mid-June, beginning of July. Uh, that's what uh, the talks and that's what everyone is is saying when to expect theaters to open, and... I'm excited. It would it'll be nice to like have have that, like just the movie experience. Which what was the last movie we saw bef- before all this started? Do you remember? I don't right now. <laughs> I honestly remember the last time walking in there, uh, going to see a movie. Uh, was it a horror movie? <gasps> it was uh, the the. Um, um, the Invisible Man. Invisible Man, yes. <laughs> oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, I was like, Carrie Ann Moss, but it's Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth and, Moss, you were close. And my circuits were crossed. No relation. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, that was actually, yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And hopefully that, for me personally, I don't want that deal to happen because I feel that it will lose the authenticity 
or that uh, nostalgia of cinema or going to the theater, it's like how we lost that essence of blockbuster video. We don't have that anymore. We do, but it's in our couch. Now it's instead of walking up and down the the aisles looking for something for like hours, now we're sitting there just clicking through the menus looking for something for it was hours. an event it was it was you know the the thing to do on friday and i and i hope this doesn't this this doesn't happen because it will commercialize it, it even more than it probably already is yeah i, I hope know. not either so there was an interesting piece of news that i read the other day about uh the amc network acquiring uh, all of Anne Rice's major literary works. Oh wow! Um, like, not not the previous movies, or maybe the previous movies, but in like the the actual books, so they can do like either series or made for TV movies, um, and, and all the stuff like that. So it includes stuff like The Witching Hour, uh, Interview with a Vampire, Queen of the Damned, uh, which I think you know. Those those books are thick as hell. They could do like entire series based on an interview with a vampire and stuff like that. For books, I think it's always best to hit the TV market because there's so much to to show and to to dive into that you need TV to explain. I always said that, um, like maybe in twenty years. They could like they could go to like HBO and do like a full Harry Potter series where each book is a season and they include all that crazy stuff that are in the books that had to be left out of the movies and respect you know respect what was what what is the movies but this is just gonna be more complete you know what I mean when the actors are you know, obviously. Um, out of age and they can't play the characters anymore. They'll they'll recast them. I'm sh- I'm sure they'll do uh, the cursed child eventually. They'll back up. I wouldn't be surprised money. if in five years, in just five years, there would be a, a Harry Potter reboot. But you know, right now, Fantastic Beasts is is fantastic. And yo, oh yeah, it's doing well and it's awesome. It's it's too really great movies apart from the Harry Potter. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, uh, the when we saw Crimes of Grindelwald, the second Fantastic Beast uh, in the theater, uh, I did kind of fall asleep, and it's not because it was boring. It was just, you know, depending on, on the day that we see it, the, the time of day, which was late, and, you know, I'm, you know, I was just tired. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I probably just missed five minutes. And... Uh, we rewatched it like last week, and I realized that I like slept through seventy five percent of it. Had to. I I didn't remember <laughs> most of it. I enjoyed it, but we had to keep stopping, like because we watched like a half an hour, and I'm like, yeah. I'm falling asleep. We need to watch this because I I it wanted took us, like three days to finish that movie. I wanted to like sit and watch it, and I do like the first one a lot better. And there's I think there was a lot left on the cutting room floor because. Uh, they they go to like one extreme to another really fast, mm-hmm. uh, but I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to to whatever happens next in the in the Wizarding World world. When making uh, talking about series, uh, when making Game of Thrones, 
R.R. Martin didn't want to do Game of Thrones as a movie. Good. Uh, studios approached so them. Uh, but it was because it was just so much information and so much story. It, it was just lush that you don't, you can't fit it in a two and a half hour film. You know, if, if it's something that big, uh, I say do a series. They could do an It series. Like the, those, the It It books book was like over 2,000 pages long or something. And it left so much crazy shit. I, I looked at the Wikipedia page about it and i'm like i can't there's i i was i was thinking about like um like reading it and then i saw the actual book and it's freaking forget it there was no way i could do it and after the ink is dried amc network will obtain about 18 titles and and herself with her son christopher rice will be executive producing all of the series and films BTW, her out son, Christopher Rice. <gasps> Yay! One of us. One of us. Got <laughs> one of us. Awesome. So, um, we have been working on our home for the past two weeks, and we have made a lot of progress. I have a awesome mural of our doggy friends uh, and our dogs with our dogs' friends. Does yeah. that make sense? Uh, it does. Uh, it's, it's gorgeous. It came out pretty badass. Cause, so because we're gonna be doing a uh, a dog room back there. Yeah, a dog room because currently they are in crates, and we don't want them to be in crates while we're away. We want them to be together in a more open space. But uh, it inspired me to reach out to you guys and ask uh, if you guys want your puppies uh, to be showcased. On our Instagram page, uh, you can send us a picture and their name. And uh, once a week, we'll pick a puppy and we'll we'll showcase them. Uh, don't have the details yet, but if you guys are down for that, you can email y- your pictures at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number two at gmail.com. Or message us at, on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. So by making this mural of our dogs and our friends' dogs, uh, it made us miss our friends because they would come over and they would give our puppies uh, a lot, a lot of love and vice versa. And we would do doggy dates. Missing your friends and family. It, it's... It's tough. It's tough for everyone. We we all know why uh, this is all happening. Um, but you know, there's. I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. They're starting to uh, to slowly roll roll everything back and open up a little by little, starting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it it gave us also time to like focus on ourselves and to focus on on what we have close around. Or one could say that one of the silver linings around you know this whole pandemic is that we uh, we appreciate you know a lot of stuff that we that we took for granted, and hopefully this you know this feeling will stay with us for a long time, and we won't we won't take this stuff for granted. And it's helping us uh, purge all of our old things, and to give us room for all of the new things to come in very feng shui uh 
we finally cleared out the guest bedroom and got rid of a bunch of things that Riz has been holding on to. How do you feel about that whole process? I think I am no longer officially a hoarder, if I do say so myself. I'm very proud of you, honestly, of what what you've done and, and how you've handled it. And I want to say that I'm sorry if I ever came off that I was pushing you. But <laughs> he's giving me a face right now. <laughs> he's well, giving no, me it, like, well, it's a lot of stuff, and I needed I needed to sit down and go through it. Uh, like, you know, old cards. I don't know why I ended up because my parents moved last year. Like with my mom's old Mother's Day cards, it's like if she didn't want to keep it, why and why am I keeping it? So I, I I called her up just to make sure. I'm like, ma. These are your Mother's Day cards from, like, when we were 12 years old. Like, hand-drawn shit. And, yeah, and let me just say, finger painting. I was a really bad artist back then. Oh. I mean, it was nice of her to, like... But she's like, uh, no, nah, just throw them away. And then she stopped for a second. She's like, except for yours. I want to keep yours, of course. <laughs> and I'm like, ma, it's okay. I'm going to trash those, too. Uh, and we have some stuff from your other brothers. So, uh, guys, if you're listening... Uh, come on by and pick up your, your stuff. We do? Oh, we have, yeah. like, the tapes that we need to transfer and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, and that. And the family family films and things and like I that. Wouldn't, I wouldn't get rid of those. Eventually, we're going to, like, get to sit down with my parents and maybe m- the rest of the family and decide uh, to digitally uh, do that stuff. I know my mom would love that. and my, my Well, both my parents would love that. And I'd be interested in seeing some of that stuff again. I think we have a a tape of um a performance i want to say nick nick knows this uh if you're listening your performance to that phil collins song we got that on tape that was in the middle of church what i remember uh, oh my god i remember the whole choreography because i watched it just about a tape gazillion times we have to find it Was that was that Phil Collins? They were like pulling a rope or something. It was interesting, an invisible rope. It might have been a, a, a non invisible rope. We'll see. Moving on, uh, Shanghai Disney opened this past Monday. We are currently recording Sunday, May seventeenth. So this past Monday, it's when it opened. Cool. Alright, so let's get our tickets. Let's go to Shanghai Disney. I wish. Uh, Shanghai Disney took extreme measures uh, into welcoming their guests, uh, implementing a lot of social distancing everywhere they can with hand sanitizer. They would take temperatures of the guests coming in, and they were working at 30% capacity. Well, let's be honest. Taking temperatures doesn't really do much. People can be asystematic. They were doing that at, at my office at first, taking everyone's temperatures, and then people still ended up ended up getting it um, they and passing it on. So There weren't any parades or character meet and greets for obvious reasons, uh, but it ensure of what the future might hold for 
Disney World here in Florida and Disneyland in Anaheim, California. They're definitely using it as a test for the other parks. You know what I mean? They're, they're, and even even the non-Disney parks are kind of watching, watching what goes on in Shanghai Disney and see how they do it. Of course, currently there is no plans to open Disney World or Disneyland or even Universal Studios. But like you said, I'm sure they are watching Shanghai Disney like a microscope. Yeah. It was the first Disney theme park to close at the beginning of this pandemic, and it is the first theme park to open uh, since then. Um, and we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, Universal City Walk opened uh, this past Thursday. Um, yeah, you're like, why don't we uh, we run up there and get some voodoo donuts? And you were effing serious. I'm like... I- I'm not driving three and well, a half hours. Well, we weren't doing anything, <laughs> and it, it wasn't like we had so much to do. Seven hours round trip. Nah. For Voodoo Donuts? No. <laughs> no. Uh, it opened also at, um, not all the stores opened yet. Um, Red Oven opened, uh, but not major restaurants like Cowfish or uh, the Fossil Store. Uh, at the beginning, uh, Tootham didn't open, but I think at the second day or, or was it the second day? It did open up. Um, Tootsum, uh, what's the Chocolate Emporium. Chocolate Emporium, Which is like, uh... Like, uh, everything is chocolate infused. Like, their bread is chocolate infused. It's, it's, it's like a sweet store. Yeah. And and, and restaurant. Yeah, and then they have, like, very, very... Uh, eccentric avant-garde milkshakes, you know? Yeah, and they have, like, robots walking around or people, like... Like, very steampunk. It's cool. Uh, type thing. And originally it was going to be named uh, Chutsum's Chocolate Factory, but apparently there was they something got some with Willy issues. Wonka. Yeah. yeah. Because they, they had to change the sign and everything. I remember I remember the old sign, and then, and then I think we were there when they changed it. Or I saw it on Facebook. And that was the old MBA uh, restaurant or store. Oh, okay. Uh, but it also opened up. Not everything was open. The kiosks were also uh, open, the freestanding ones. And they were also taking temperatures. And uh, everyone had to wear masks, uh, including Shanghai Disney, of course. Um, what else uh, did we did I miss in that? You know, generally, locally, they're going to start uh, doing restaurant um, rollouts. Which cast, is- cast members were uh, sanitizing everything uh, from the escalator handrail to where you would put the, your, your stuff through the scanner. Disney Springs is set to open on May 20th. Uh, they are also working at 30% capacity as of... The opening date, none of the Disney stores will open. These are only going to be non-Disney stores and restaurants, including our favorite chicken guy. Well, my favorite chicken guy now because you no longer eat meat. They still make fried pickles and they are delicious. So we'll see how it goes. Are you planning to go or do you have think that you would go to the theme parks once they open or would you rather wait and see how things uh play out uh it's gonna be a wait and see for me uh me too me too i would i would love for um to be able to go up you know for the weekend of of your birthday but 
at this point, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm fine with it. I mean, we can do something else because I do not want to get the Rona. Um, cool. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Are we? Yes, we are. Do you believe in urban legends? I, well, I mean, depending on which ones, I think there's tr- some, maybe some truth to some of them, but a lot of non-truth and a lot of, um, like, well, what about you? I, growing up, I believed in Bloody Mary. And when this movie that we're going to talk about in a bit, uh, came out I was 11 years old so I didn't go see it in the theaters but do you even remember it coming out yeah for for like as a trailer yes oh okay I did cool. I did remember um that was the only probably uh urban le- uh, chupacabra we live in Florida and uh that reached out over here <laughs> did it? I don't remember well yeah I mean it was all over the Spanish news um what other urban legends? What local, like, Florida urban legends are there? Like, that that be careful of the, the gators because they can stand on two feet and chase after you? What? I've never heard that before. Are, <laughs> and he's looking it up on his phone. And I think that might be true. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, would the... The doll in Key West be considered an urban legend? I mean, I, I would think so. But I don't think it originated from Florida. I think it was uh, belonged to someone, but not from Florida. But I think it's the popularity currently is in Florida. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. The actual doll is physically in Florida. So yeah. um, I would I would say that that's sort of a local legend. But moving on, um, we watched uh, Urban Legend, um, which I think I've said... Or I said to you that it's it was one of the so-called scream ripoffs, you know, like I know what you did last summer type thing. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of the better ones, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released September twenty fifth, nineteen ninety eight, which was the day before my seventeenth birthday. Uh, the budget was fourteen million, and the worldwide gross was seventy two million. Directed by Jamie. Blanks, who directed Long Weekend and Valentine, another pretty good. That's with David Boreanaz and Catherine yes, Heigl. I remember the trailer to that too. <laughs> the cast included Joshua Jackson, Alicia Witt, Rebecca Gayhart, Michael Rosenbaum, Laura Devine, Tara Reid, John Ned- Neville. Laura Devine, I love her. And Robert Eng- England. You forgot about Jared Leto. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Jared Leto. Uh, is is also in this movie um so what did you think all right so i'm not a big fan of scary movies uh and i didn't begin watching them until i started dating you and you got me introduced to them well you've you'd seen a few you just didn't see you weren't as as an avid fan no not at all and by watching this it, it just felt very scream-ish to me. You had the group of friends. One was the non-believer, which was the jock or the guy who was like, oh, this cannot be happening. You're not, you know. Then you had Tara Reed, who was like this, 
you know, the sexy sexpert, you know, uh, radio, um, radio uh, campus radio. Who did you know was originally going to be played by Sarah Michelle Geller, but she couldn't do it due to scheduling conflict of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I believe it. I believe it. Um, and, you know, it was just very stereotypical 90s group horror type film, but it wasn't that bad it really wasn't that bad it had its own shtick it was like the murders were based on urban legends and you go through it and you're like oh wait you you said it a couple times wait i heard i heard this one before. yes like the 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 high beam society the the gang high beam society yes i heard that one and robert ingold uh is or ingold what england england i'm sorry that was my typo uh uh, is a professor of urban legend theory. So this is how uh, this whole movie sets place uh, or sets up the plot of, of the film and how it kind of meshes. Yeah, there's a, a few cool cameos in it. Uh, I'll, let me talk about those real fast. Uh, John Neville, who plays the Dean, uh, was famous as the well-manicured man from the X. X-Files. Mm. Of course, Robert England is best known as, as Freddy Krueger. Yes. Uh, I'm the, the guy's name is escaping me, but the, the actor that played the gas, gas eight, uh, attendant. Yes. He is Chucky from child's play, the child's play movies. He, you know, originally played him and then voiced him afterwards. Uh, and Danielle Harris, who played uh, Alicia Witt's goth, roommate was fame is famous in the horror community community as uh the daughter of laurie strode in halloween four and five what the hell and if you guys don't know loretta divine was in beverly hills cops love laura divine <laughs> and she she is fantastic in this movie uh, she was awesome and i was like oh i hope she doesn't die um but she doesn't. Spoiler alert. Uh, so Jared Leto, play, Leto plays like this newspaper guy from the school uh, who exploits uh, the death of this uh, university girl that the school is trying to play hush hush because there is a 25 uh, year anniversary of a fraternity and no such thing ever happens in that school. Uh, uh, played by Mr. Neville. Right, right. Yes. And Loretta Devine plays uh, the school cop. What um, I what I like about it, you know, the same as Scream, the same as I Know What You Did Last Summer, um, and Valentine is it's it's a mystery and it keeps you guessing till the very end. And uh it was a lot of fun because you're like you 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 know who it is, you know who who the murderer is, and then they get killed off or they turn up dead, and you're like, What? Yeah, I mean I was pretty shocked uh, with the ending. Uh, I liked how they incorporated the urban legend. Spoiler alerts, by the way. But before we get to the ending, what was your favorite um, urban legend death? Um, my favorite slash worst was probably the one of uh, Joshua Jackson's. Uh, being hanged and just his toes just tapping on the roof. That was really cool. That's and don't turn on the car. Don't turn on the car. Of course, she turns on the car and the rope is tied to the back of the car, so she uh, hangs him worse. Yeah, it tightens up if she drives off or yeah. if she freaking reverses. Uh, 
he just f- falls to his death on top of the car. And rewatching it, it was like a fu- it was fucking weird. Like how they got to that point. Like why did they establish a relationship between these two characters that he would stop by and take her for a ride? Like it was odd to me. He was reaching out because uh, he was trying to get into her pants. Yeah, but why would she go? Because she, she I, I believe they're like juniors at this point, so she would know his general rep- reputation. I guess uh, because probably she didn't think, you know, maybe, didn't take him seriously. Maybe she heard the or urban know- legend of the horny br- frat boy who turns out to be a prince. <laughs> Like the Princess Frog. Or or she just knew that she was gonna she wasn't going to take his shit. Yeah. If it was gonna go down and it did and things happened. Um I, I think the best scene for me, and I don't know like how it was um or what urban legend, I'm sure we can discuss it, was Tara Reed's death scene. Uh, I remember it just being very intense, her running through that th- through the radio station. And um, and up until when she's about to die, she's, she's begging for her life. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I agree. And it, it's impossible to not, you know, to was... not feel sympathetic for a character like that. Because, you know, usually it's just death, you know, kill, whatever, move on. But, you know, that was that was hard to watch. I agree for the intensity of the death. I was pretty underwhelmed with Bloody Mary because that was the urban legend that I grew up as a kid with with my friends in the apartment complex that I lived in and we tried to do it and it just like freaked us the fuck out um, well I told you there's there's a Bloody Mary um, spinoff of urban legend yes. which I saw which stars Kate Mara really yeah I loved her in Fantastic Four with uh, directed with by Josh Trans which bummed miserably but yeah. again, spoiler alerts, we're going to get to the ending in a second. So, um, throughout the movie, were you left guessing who the the urban legend killer was? I was surprised that Joshua Jackson got killed off early in the film. It kind of reminisced me a la Drew Barrymore because thinking back at my 11-year-old self, uh, looking at the trailer, he was the main person in in the trailers you know and i did i didn't even know jared letter was in the movie until he showed up on the tv i'm like holy fuck i didn't even think he was in this movie he was first credited Um, i mean at that point jared leto was best known for my so-called life and he was just trying to get get a movie career going and i keep forgetting that he was an actor before he was uh, a musician with uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah. And I met Jared Leto as 30 Seconds to Mars, not as the actor, uh, by my brother. Yeah. Um, I th- oh, sorry, I'm ahead. sorry. I thought it was Jared Leto, um, the killer. Uh, but when we found out that the body was exposed in his trunk and it was at the height of like everything unraveling i felt that that was too soon mm-hmm. and i'm like okay this is not he's not the killer but i was didn't expect the killer to be the killer yeah the killer turns out to be brenda played by rebecca rebecca gayhart which she did a fucking awesome <laughs> job yeah and and 
it's fantastic because you don't see like in these movies a lot of uh, female female killers. I was gonna say that, and can we please have like female killers? Like I'm sure they <laughs> exist. You know, there are a few. Charlize Theron's monster is not the only female killer out there. Well, that was based on a true story. I know, but it, 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 then you're still giving me the benefit of the doubt. Just like it's so much more cooler to have like a female killer to plan all that stuff because obviously it's not what we're used to seeing on the big and small screen. Rebecca Gayhart did an amazing job uh, once she was revealed as the killer. You could tell that she had a lot of fun with it. it she snapped and she she did good. It reminded me of Matthew Lillard in, in the original Scream. Like he <laughs> he was just out of out of the out of out of, out of the uh, the ballpark with the performance, it's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna take this and I'm going to just go effing crazy. And she, like, I think they 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 made her hair just a little more psychotic for for the reveal. Oh, she and was the she was working that hair, that kinky hair that she had. Oof, she was working that whole entire scene when she was revealing everything to uh, Alicia Witt's character. It was fantastic. Uh, um, you know, to me, it doesn't compare to Scream 1 or Scream 2, and it's not supposed to. It's just a fun movie, you know, for us fans of that certain genre that was created by Scream to watch. And, and again, Valentine is another fantastic one, which will which Have you seen it? No, I don't think I have. I think and, you'll like it. And I think that's what, what killed uh, horror movies is the the fact that at the turn of the 21st century, it became all paranormal. Yeah. Uh, starting with paranormal activity. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Um, but hopefully if they, you know, if they aren't stupid with scream five and, and let me just tell you, they, they shouldn't name scream five, scream five. It should be scream again or something like that because it's, it's hard for the younger generation to, to get into a 25 year old you know franchise franchise number five it's like that not all of them are going to go rent the originals just to see number five so let them and they should have did it for for scream four i think it might have done a lot better because they were trying to to attract the younger generation with scream scream four with the with the younger cast. And that's, I think that's why the latest Halloween movie was so successful. They just called it Halloween. That, and it was a slasher film. It wasn't like paranormal ghost or stuff like that. Uh, I love the Halloween franchise. I really do. I've been, I've been looking for the whole thing on Blu-ray um, for a while. <coughs> Hold on. Someone is passing by the house. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Old Jay. Um, but, um, yeah, and it, of course the ending, uh, is Rebecca Gayhart like listening to the story of of the urban legend of what she did, yeah, and then and then and they say like, oh yeah. And Brenda is like the girl from the Eczema commercial, and Rebecca Gayhart before that was the girl from the Noxzema commercial, which I thought was a funny um, reference to her. Um, But it's a fun movie. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. Sorry for spoiling it for you. (laughs) Uh, I would give it a good uh, 3.5. 
Yeah, I'd give it the same. 3.5. Cool. So what are the movies and music that are out this week? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, oh. is out on Blu-ray and DVD, as is Onward, which uh, many of you may or may not have seen because they have both been out for over a month on On Demand. Uh, the Way Back, starring Ben Affleck, is out where he plays a basketball coach. Uh, is oh, out. One, yes. The Boy 2, starring Katie Holmes, is out. Uh, Emma is also out on Blu-ray and or DVD. New Music, the 1975, has a new, new album out called Notes on a Conditional Form. And Max has a new album called Color Vision. Uh, on to, or while we talk about music, I meant to mention last week, uh, when we reviewed, uh, Fiona Apple's fifth album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, we talked about what could have, what could be the lead single. I didn't know at the time, but the lead single, uh, was chosen, which I just didn't even know. Uh, the lead single is Shamika, which BTW is officially her first billboard charting song in the u.s since fast as you can over 20 years ago wow that's awesome so maybe that that's awesome blacklisting is finally done for miss fiona apple good hopefully so awesome so what is the fact of the week but first we gotta play some six degrees of separation so have you figured it (laughs) out because i can do this one pretty easy who was Uh, it again it was macaulay culkin and linda cardellini all right macaulay culkin was in party monster with seth green seth green Uh. was in scooby-doo 2 with linda cardellini and there you go that was (laughs) that was not that not that long. Uh, and our fact of the week is Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was also the voice of Shredder from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. And that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. I had no idea. It's not mine either, apparently. <laughs> this is the end of the line for us, or this week's episode. We're glad that you guys are always allowing us into your little ear canals for your entertainment. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever podcasts are being listened to. And follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. This is another episode of Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.